0: All right, welcome to Once You Buy Black. Today I have a treat and she is Michelle Devine. And I'll Woo. let her introduce herself. Yes, wow.
1: <laughs> Woo! Woo, um, welcome. Hi, Tori. Thank you for having me. I am Rhonda Michelle um, of Michelle Devine Boutique. I'm the owner and lead designer of Michelle Devine Boutique. We are an emerging luxury lifestyle brand leading in fashion so you know there's a new name and a new face to luxury darling and we are coming
0: <laughs> baby you better say that thing oh my. look look y'all heard it y'all heard it luxury lifestyle brand. Yes. so let's get into it why fashion
1: Why Why not fashion?
0: (laughs) Ooh, okay. Look, I love it. Question (laughs) with a question.
1: Right? No, seriously, though. Uh, From a young kid, it's so weird. I, like, you know me personally, so you know Mm -hmm. that there's other talents that I do have that I don't readily put on display. It's like pulling teeth. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, I've gone to school for music for for a very long time. I think from the 4th all the way to the 12th grade. So a lot of years I spent in music and, you know, wanting to be like a dancer and all of this good jazz. Mm. And as a kid, I kid you not, I swear, it's the weirdest thing. And right now it doesn't seem so weird because you have so many like celebrities just panning out and doing so many different things that you didn't think they were doing but at the time it just seemed very far fetched like I remember being as young as I can remember I had to be like in pre-k and my grandmother asked me what did I want to be when I grow up I told her I wanted to be a singer who wrote her own songs, choreographed her own dances and designed her own clothes (laughs) every year that I promise you that was the goal I set out, and I remember my first audition for the Boys and Girls Choir of Harlem, they came to school, they made us sing happy birthday, I was so stoked to get in. And then they had so many dance programs, but of course they did not have fashion. But luckily I did used to go to church with my grandmother all the time. Like, Like the elders of that church was very like, oh she's gonna love the Lord. Honestly, I didn't go to church for that. I went to church because there was this young, there was this sister there. Her name is sister, um, I think it's Vernanda. And when I tell you this lady was dressed to the nines, darling, I went to church faithfully every Sunday. I I can say it now because I'm grown. But I went to church faithfully every Sunday to put on my little frilly socks and my nice dresses. I was very meticulous of how I dressed when I was younger extremely As and said. i would just go to church just to look at the latest garments and i thought it was so cool and then i come to find out that my aunt was also a seamstress and she went to school she actually went to pratt institute and i tried to get into that school it just didn't work out clearly um, but yeah i have a uh, a family that's in that does wh- whether it's on a big scale or not like mm-hmm. my my grandmother also did my grandmother also did the drapery for the church like that's i didn't know that until like later my grandmother did the drapes in the church my aunt used to make wedding gowns like her i remember her sister's wedding gown she made my aunt and when i that was such a beautiful dress i remember looking at the uh the pictures of my aunt's wedding dress and i was like you made that? It was so, like very ball gown, like 90s, 80s, just poofy. It was just like my aunt looked like a princess. And I was just, from then I was smitten. Like my aunt and she realized that I had a knack or just a love for just the aesthetics part and just styling. So she would take me to, every time she would go to the fabric store, she would take me. And like my sisters and them would get bored, but I used to be so hyped. Wow. Yes, wow. like my aunt, we couldn't afford, like it was a lot of us. And at the time, you know, my parents, they were, unfortunately, they were absentee parents. You know, like most parents in the mm-hmm. 80s, they was doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they got it together eventually. But at the time, my aunt had custody of us. And for her, it was a lot, you know, it was a lot of us to kind of like, you know, make sure we stayed together and didn't go into the foster home or anything like that. So my grandmother and my aunt would like kind of take care of us together. So it was a lot of us. Imagine, uh-huh. And back then, uniforms cost a lot of money. They cost a lot of money now. but. Sure did. And if you know anything about the Boys and Girls Choir of Harlem, they were very meticulous mm-hmm. about their uniform. You had to go to a specific store to get, you know, the pants and the sweaters.
0: Yo, it's crazy because when you're a child, there was always like that one piece. That you just didn't want to let go of. Yes,
1: I don't think she thinks that I remember those those times when she used to do those things. Oh, but yes, those goodness. are my like favorite school pants ever. That is
0: so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> when I was let's see, when I was young, my favorite I had this jacket with like embroidery. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah. It was just, it was incredible. My mom was sold different patches on it for me. Mm-hmm. And when I grew out of it, my heart broke. It, that's the worst. It was a denim jacket. Like, you couldn't get a custom denim
1: jacket. See? You know? It's the clothes. So, it's like, really, no, yep. seriously, like, like, why not fashion for me? And I remember, for me, like, I, I think I posted a few weeks back, or well, a few months ago, on, you know, Facebook, and... And I said, fashion has always been a part of my life. It's literally saved my life a couple of times. I remember when I was, out well, as an adolescent, but I always had my sketch pad with me, always. Like literally, wow. and I remember I was somewhere I ain't had no business being. And I was sitting there sketching, and this actually happened to me twice, as a teenager and then as a younger adult, like literally right before I had junior. And both times, it was a a guy. No, actually, the first time it was a guy, and the second time it was a girl. And they they just looked to me and was like, you don't belong here. She was like, you have your sketch pad. This is what you do. Those designs are amazing. But this situation, this is not where you belong. And I was like, yeah. So... And it's just it's just amazing, and I think that fashion, outside of art, of mm-hmm. course, is art, but it's it's self-expression. Like if you think about all of the the phases that you've gone through in life, mm-hmm. you nine times out of ten have dressed to express those stages in your life. If you think of a rebellion stage, That's you did true. not you didn't dress the same as you would dress now. Like in a place of jubilee, in a place of triumph, you dress totally different whether you had the same core style you dress to express the phase that you are in life Mm -hmm. and you know that's why i love art like a lot both both of the fashion shows that i've done that's why i incorporate live music because i'm attracted to all of it like music definitely inspires me like i can listen to a song just straight in my earbuds and i can think of an outfit and what the dance move will be like. I can see it and I can see it. Like I can close my eyes and literally see what the artist sh- in my head should be wearing. Sometimes it's, as, it's actually matched when <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> it's crazy. It's actually matched when I um, actually saw the video for the first time mm-hmm. and I heard the song without the without the visuals. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy like that. So it's just like. Why not fashion is very, it's it's your individual story. Mm -hmm. Every, I can't think of a time, I promise you, most people, like my boyfriend now, he cannot remember, he won't be able to tell you the date that we met or the date that we first started talking or the date of our first date, Mm -hmm. but he can pinpoint by outfit what I had on. So if you think of those moments, those most significant moments Mm -hmm. that strike in your head, Of course you're not gonna remember every outfit that you ever wore, (coughs) but those moments that are significant parts of your life story, Mm -hmm. I'm sure nine times out of ten you can trace it back to a specific outfit. Isn't that weird?
0: Wow, it's just that just blew my mind. Like you're you're right. You're absolutely right. It's crazy.
1: That's why like even when even when like a person dies, mm-hmm. that outfit is very important to them. That's true. To the person who's, you know, facilitating because it's them. Like would this person wear that? It it shows their life their lifestyle. Like I remember when my grandmother passed away and they put red nail polish. I could never forget that. I didn't cry when I went up to the casket. I went up there to make sure that they had some good garments on my grandmother. Wow! And when I saw that red nail polish, I was like, "My grandmother does not wear that." Who put that on her? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So even you know, even when we pass away, that process of getting your loved one dressed is important mm-hmm. because it tells how you see them or who they were to you. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just think that yeah, like I said, why not fashion? <laughs> wow. It's been such a huge part of my life and whether it's been a good part of my life, whether it's been a bad part of my life, mm-hmm. it's always just been there. I've always been inspired through good times, through bad times. Wherever I'm feeling... I a design in my head, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so crazy. Like I re- even then, I remember we used to go to Schenectady. Like I would sketch on little napkins and. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I remember that, and I wrote that
0: in my. I have notes, you know.
1: Whoa. I have notes,
0: and <laughs> and so I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta mention that because like I remember when. Rhonda was walking around with her sketch pad, and (laughs) at the time, like, that's why I say you're huge. Because at the time, you were huge in my mind. I was like, this girl has her sketch pad. Like, she has a vision. She knows what she wants to do. I can't wait to see it. And then to see it now is like, yo, all her designs are, they're off the paper now.
1: That's crazy. That well, I have a lot. I, I have a lot more now coming, but <laughs> especially that that I have local
0: help. <laughs> look at See, that's what matters, right there.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: Wow. You took it way back. It's connected. You. All right. Okay. So, how? Um. Oh no. no. Who or what is your inspiration or muse?
1: Hmm. A good question and it's so weird I don't necessarily I was of course my aunt inspired me because I see like the stuff that she's done and I always was like you know she ended up in the hospitality field and you know there's no regrets about it because she took care of my grandmother when my grandmother was dying and things like that but just to see that she used to love fashion so much And I remember I took the time to design my prom dress and she walked me through her making it. Like I got to see it from beginning to the end of how she went about it. Like my aunt was the first person outside of Nine Heads of Fashion, which is a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. My aunt is the first person to teach me how to flat sketch. So she, she, yeah. And she passed down her portfolio to me from the Pratt Institute she held it and um, she gave it to me and I still have it to this day that's huge yeah um as far as muse, as far as muse, um honestly anything is amused for me to be honest mm-hmm. because I've gone through so much mm-hmm. I don't think one person is amused I think that for me life itself is amused because I do, like I said, I get my inspiration from music. I get my inspiration from a mood. I get my inspiration from sad, nature, love. It's mm-hmm. all just literally art and inspiration everywhere. That's Even the things that we deem to be ugly. Even the things that we deem to be evil and heartbreaking and Mm -hmm. there's still an art in that. Like if you look at my first collection, the Minimalist Luxe Collection, Mm -hmm. it's very, it's very black and white. Even though it's feminine, it's very structured. Like the garments, the silhouettes are very like structured. And at that time, I was going through so many changes. I was going through a hard breakup. Rebound situations were not working out because I just, whatever, you're just here. Mm-hmm. I was going through changing of my job. I just had um, moved to Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I was in this weird space of trying to figure out the balance of really feeling how I felt being sad, but also knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel, like, This whole, don't get me wrong, this extreme positivity thing, trend that's happening now, as much as people don't want to admit it, that's toxic because it's not realistic. So and I was in that space of finding the healthy balance of dealing with my transition, my heartbreak, Mm -hmm. my coming into a new place, being a single mom, nothing really working out, Trying to figure out, and then at the time I was questioning my faith in God because you know things at church was a little crazy. So I was in I was in a weird space, mm-hmm. but I also was also trying to f- find my power and my femininity. But I've also I've always been known as an aggressive person. Mm-hmm. So all of that kind of translates into the collection where you have the the black and white, where you have even though they're. Um, feminine soft source, source silhouettes you have the power shoulders because for me that exemplified hey I'm a woman but I'm still very strong I've gone through a lot you're going to see it through my shoulders mm-hmm. so in that aspect of my life you can see that that told a story of where I was you know what I mean so there was, de- there was definitely a, I don't wanna, a power struggle within myself, okay. and still trying to figure out that. So now this new collection is um, forbidden romance. It's a lot softer. Yeah. It's a lot romantic. It's you know what I mean. So again, I'm in a different space mm-hmm. where wherein it doesn't have to be like a romantic love. Of course, I was definitely inspired by that, mm-hmm. but. I'm a different. I'm in a different place of seeing the beauty in in me and the things and the people around me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to always be like, because I'm I'm not a person that really uh, operate in the gray areas. <laughs> I'm very black and white. I'm like I'm yeah. the It's either zero or hundred. It's, it's that's just Here how I've is. always been. So I'm learning in this stage and where I am. It's okay not to have a control every over everything there's a beauty in operating in the unknown Mm -hmm. and for me love has not always been easy it has not always been easy i've been Mm -hmm. through a lot of failed relationships In the current relationship that i'm in now whether it works i'm praying that it does me too um whether it works or not i was able to find a place where i was able to let go of certain things and actually receive love and give love as it pertains to that situation in that person and so for me that was a beautiful thing so yeah <laughs> that was so poetic was it <laughs> yes
0: like that whole that was so poetic wow oh my gosh so um Ooh. How early did you learn how to sew and put outfits together?
1: Well, putting outfits together was more of a style thing for me. Oh, okay. Again, I was very meticulous. Hold on. As young as I can remember, like, I was very meticulous in how I dressed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whoa. Very meticulous. It's just always been a thing and as far as like sewing clothes, I, from a kid, like I used to like cut up and glue at the time, glue, my oh my, my doll's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and I always had Melanie Moll and Polly Pockets. Who? So, <laughs> Polly Pockets and Melanie Moll. Melanie Moll was my favorite ever. It had like the little runway thing. Mm-hmm. I was so stoked. I was so mad when I lost it. Well, the first time I actually ever sewed, like my aunt, again, my aunt was the first person to teach me how to sew. And my first project that she walked me through was a skirt. I don't have it anymore. Aww. But it was a cute little mini skirt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I had to be, she taught me, I think I was like 16 yeah, when I told her I wanted to go to college for fashion, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna teach you. I'll start you off with the basics and things like that."
0: I think that is yeah. so beautiful and so important how the like our matriarchs and even patriarchs pass down yeah. skills, but also talent to us. Mm-hmm. Like it's so important that that generation passed down those things.
1: Yeah, it helped like it helped you yeah and it's so crazy like everybody and I I had that conversation I said you know your looks are not the only thing that your parents Mm -hmm. pass down the same way that works it's the same thing with character traits and Mm -hmm. your gifts and your talents and things like that whether it's good or bad those things do get passed down it's not just the you see the looks because it's a it's a physical appearance, mm-hmm. so it, you're able to identify. Hey, I do look like my mom, but certain even like you said, talents and character traits are also passed down from generation to generation. And it's so funny. Like when my mom was getting her herself together and her journey of getting herself together, that is one of the most memorable gifts that I, she's ever gotten me. My mom is the first person to actually get me a sewing mm-hmm. machine. Yep. Go, mom. <laughs> I don't I have, have that stuff. one anymore either. I don't know. I mean, that's valid. <laughs> years yeah. ago, so. right.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so you know, as a luxury black luxury lifestyle brand designer, mm-hmm. do you encounter people who feel entitled to a discount?
1: Absolutely, all the time, all the time, and <laughs> <It> never fails. <laughs> all of the time, and some people like the five finger discount. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I, I normally, I normally just ignore those inquiries. Or mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I always get the people that want me to custom design something for them, and then they're like, "Hey, Cuzzo, can you, can you do me a favor? Can you design me?" A suit or a dress and I'm like, hey, what's your budget? And then it kinda goes prickets after that. (laughs) (laughs) Like that budget question is a different it's a different ball game. Like you know fabric is not cheap. I have to fit you, I have to do all of that, and I work a night and like with me, here's the thing, like as far as outside of the fashion being a business. And being a creative, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a hard space, Mm -hmm. and I have to know my strengths. So, which is why I had to hire a seamstress because even though I can Mm sew, it takes me longer because I'm not that I'm not the best at sewing. Can I get it done? Mm -hmm. Yes, but it'll take me more tries Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a lot longer to get it done. And in order for me to run the business. How I need to run it and smoothly for in order it to grow, I had to take on the help. So when people start asking, "Hey, can you do me a favor?" I honestly can't because I can't ask my employee to do me a favor. Okay, <laughs> she has to be paid. Okay. <laughs> this the fabrics cost everything from the trends to the to the notions, the fabric, everything costs. First of all, my time costs for me to sit there and design Fine. something for you it costs because it's a lot of exchange mm-hmm. you know what I mean and, and it's just like and people the concept of time for people outside of like outside of the manual labor that's being done right. the concept of time invested is expensive if when you cute. go to a therapist they charge you by the hour for, for the time whether you get anything involved or not exactly now <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your business but they're going to charge you for the time and I feel like people especially unfortunately especially our family and friends when you're starting out as a new brand you know it's like oh are you gonna charge me gonna yeah. yes now I feel like you should allow me the space to give you Thank a you. discount Thank you. don't assume that it's just like alright that's my cousin I know she gonna hook me up
0: Starbuck
1: mm-hmm. cost money. What Hello. What so, yeah. Even even fashion shows. There's a lot of people. The last fashion show I had was like, oh, you're going to check. Like, my aunt came. Mm-hmm. But my aunt was one. She paid her $50 like everybody else. Nice. And they're like, you charge your aunt. I said, you know the venue is not free. <laughs> the food you guys are eating are not free. These bottles of wine you guys are taking okay. home as goodie, goodie bags. You know, and I think, listen. But again, you ha- I feel like you have to allow people in that space to say, hey, I want to give you a discount. Exactly. And I think for most entrepreneurs, when it comes to friends and family, especially if you've been a supportive person this this in their journey, mm-hmm. I don't think they have an issue, or they would be honored to give you a discount. Like, oh my gosh, thank you for buying. For- Fine for me, thank you for supporting me. Mm-hmm. Here's a little family of friends situation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But don't the, the assuming is what's offensive. Like- Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Look, I was surprised when you gave me a discount. I didn't use it. I didn't use it, but I was still like, wow. She really considered me. But I'm not using it anyway. <laughs> because full, fr-
1: me. full price. Darling, let me just say, the support has always been real. I, you've been both the fashion shows, have worked, darling. And let me tell you something, <laughs> when it comes to hosting, every time you work, I've always gotten great feedback. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's huge. Yes. So, you know what I mean? That, and that speaks volume. Not only does that speak volume about your character, that spoke volume to me and how you felt about my vision. Regardless if you understood where it was going or you you didn't see it the same way I saw it, you you believed in it enough to put on your best self mm-hmm. for me and for my brand. And for me, that's huge. Wow. Because don't get me wrong, I have a lot of family and friends. Mm-hmm and wearing you know they don't really support me like that and that's okay people Mm -hmm. people are free to support whomever Mm -hmm. but then like you said when you see that they're they're making strides it's like oh that's my cousin that's that's my homegirl remember i know you from way back when and it's just like hold on now and you don't you don't want to be rude but you also want to establish that boundary like that's still going to be $80, though. You're know? yes. <laughs> Plus tax and shipping. Darling. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I've gotten a lot of people, especially, sadly, family. And it's not that I'm getting on here and dogging family. But it's true. You have family that will always support you. Always. But then it's true if you'll have, in your first years of business... You'll have more support from outside than family. It's just like, what does that scripture say? Uh, a prophet, what is it, not being welcome in their own home, right? Yes, it's the it's, familiarity. It's, yes. yes, so it's just like it's no one's fault, I mm-hmm. guess, in a sense. Is it's just is what it is, yeah. And you have them that just <laughs> listen. Look. it is what it is. Okay. You have to do what you have to do, and it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be favorable for everyone. And like I said, I was going to put like a lot of people, especially a lot of like my friends, well, mm-hmm. childhood friends that have known me, and like a lot of my family, like, oh, those prices are so high, and I'm just like... High? That's not high. I said, check me five years from now, and then you'll be really saying hello. And I said, listen, they are cotton graphic t shirts that cost $1,200. Cotton. Exactly, exactly. Regular cotton. Te- cotton. cotton. That's it. Graphic t shirts. Hello, that are $1,200. Not $20, not $30, not even $120. $1,200. Two zeros behind that $12. And people readily say it. And that's just what it is. It's not taking anything away from the brand. And it's not taking anything away from the customer. But they've established themselves as luxury brands. And that's just what it is. Like That's it. You're not going to go to McDonald's and expect a steak. Or ask for a steak. Because that's just not what that is. So if I'm trying to establish myself as a luxury brand. You know. You have to come with the mindset that. My prices may be a little different. And for me, I struggle with that for a very long time. And I still it's still hard for me because you come from, you know, coming from a place of, you know, like let's be real. Coming most of us did. Coming from a place of poverty somewhat, you mm-hmm. don't feel almost worthy to even charge right. the prices that you you feel guilty in a sense it's crazy
0: what poverty does to your mind. You feel guilty for charging your worth. Or yeah. ab- even yeah. above your worth Like you feel guilty for seeing Ahead and saying you know what In 10 years I projected I'm going to make X amount of money So I'm yes. going to charge that money right now But yep. poverty will tell you No don't do it because they can't afford it And yep. you might not be able To afford it either
1: No Meanwhile the same people that we're worried about They'll spend A thousand dollars and some change On some Gucci they will go right to Fifth Avenue. They'll figure it out. Whether it means, you know,
0: eating oodles and noodles for a whole month. They'll figure exactly. it out. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when you realize, charge what you need. And it's absolutely true. <laughs> yup. I love it. When you know when I um when I shop Michelle Devine, it, it makes me feel like I'm shopping on like Telfar. Like Woo. I get the same vibe. It's like, yo, this is luxury. Yay. This is luxury.
1: we only I just had to put that out there.
0: Yes. I think I just I think Michelle Devine is amazing. Like, seriously. Thank
1: you. I'm a so huge much. fan.
0: I'm <laughs> a huge fan. And like I'm constantly bookmarking stuff. Like, yo, Tori, I'll get this. <laughs> You gonna look good in that.
1: I mean, yeah. the two skirts that I have. Uh huh. First of all, I love. gagged. I said, "Girl, that split is high in the back," and he was like, and I was like, "Yeah." And, uh, and what took me over was when Elder Chris called me. It was like, "Sis, <laughs> Tony wore your skirt." I said, "You my skirt, Elder." A whole grown man. Right. But girl, I was. Jagging. I said, listen, hear that. He said, look, I pay attention
0: now. <laughs> Those skirts are my favorite.
1: Yes. Um, you better work, I ma'am. knew it.
0: I knew it when I saw it on your site. I was like, oh my God, I have to get it. I was sitting at my job waiting mm. for, waiting to teach a class. Mm. And I was like, no, nah, I got to get this skirt before it sells out. And then something in my head said,
1: get the gold one too. Baby, you look cute. I'm so cute. <laughs> Yeah. They are my favorite black and gold skirts. Okay. I love that, and I love like I love your energy behind it. It's not like, and that's that's the thing with Michelle Divine. Like, mm-hmm. you shop with so many you know amazing boutiques popping up left and right. They're mm-hmm. literally popping up by this second. But I don't want to lose that connection. Mm -hmm. between the customer, even though we're like miles away, I still Mm -hmm. want you to feel the connection and, you know, the intention behind Mm -hmm. every piece of garment for you to, you know, there's a reason why you wanted the skirt besides looking good. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what I was saying. Every, not every garment, but every monumental point in your life comes with a significant outfit. Yes we also want to be a part of our customer's fashion story like mm. oh my god I remember that time I was Russian and I couldn't have anything to wear and I was going to a job interview and I popped on my good trusty Michelle Devon skirt and baby exactly. I got the job of my dreams you know what I mean like I,
0: I, got the job and a raise okay yes.
1: and, and that's what I you know I want the story behind it and it's it's a beautiful thing so I, and I, we've been getting that so far, and I hope that's not something that we ever lose because it's it's more than just clothes. It's it's about the person. Right. You know what I mean? I, I the last interview I had, and I didn't realize that my my voice or my message was being heard very clearly because again, okay. we're still very new. So mm-hmm. and you see, so many brands have millions and thousands of followers, and we have so little for right now. I'm like, well, maybe my brand isn't very clear. And she was like, no, you outside of the garment, you tap into the person. Mm-hmm. And for me, for her to have picked that up without me saying it, mm-hmm. it meant a lot. Like maybe it is clear. I just have to speak louder.
0: <laughs> I think it's clear to the customer that like that's meant for you like mm. there's a there is a type of luxury customer that you attract and if that means that's not 20,000 people that's like a select uh 10,000 but those right. 10,000 people are willing to spend that money
1: that's a, that's that's a fact
0: and that's way better than the 20,000 who's not willing to spend it They're yeah for they're waiting for the sale you know this is true <laughs> it's, it's like true. Qu- quality over quantity
1: and it's so weird because i was telling my my homegirl i was like it's so weird i find that i make when i when i have sales i don't feel like i get as much um customers in versus when i don't have sales like i find that people i don't know it's weird most people flock to a sale don't me I know wrong. I make money during a sale But I feel mm-hmm. like people buy more price for me Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't get me wrong That shawl I'm waiting for the sale But <laughs> <laughs> it's an, it's, it's But
1: a, It's a pricey piece, So I get it
0: <laughs> Somebody else Somebody else out there Got the credit card ready And they don't yes. need to sell To get that shawl <laughs>
1: And that's the thing, that's why I also I'm um, trying to offer so many different ways for people to even purchase. Like we have Suzzle, we have Afterpay, yes, we have Twilight Pay. Yeah. Look. <laughs>
0: Look, I might use one of those. Don't be surprised. So yeah. Again, I love, it's I like I said, it's them.
1: caring also about the person, especially in the times that we are living in. Like, right. this economy is not the easiest to, you know. Navigate.
0: navigate. Right. So. <laughs> right. Mm. Okay. So, um, what do you think about the direction of fashion and fashion designers in this time? I know before before <laughs> I press record, like the conversation got good. And you were talking about clones and fashion.
1: Yeah. So, I was reading the business of fashion, and Mm -hmm. they were saying that beyond COVID, when COVID, when we finally adapt, because honestly, I don't think COVID is going to go anywhere. I think that, for the most part, it'll be something like the chicken pox, where we'll get a certain level of immunity. But it's not... It's a virus. It doesn't just dissipate. That's just not how it works. Exactly. We adjust and we either figure out a new norm or we go back to our lives, hopefully still respectfully, because you know
0: our bodies that, evolve right, around it. Our now. bodies
1: evolve around it. So, yeah. and then especially now with the doctors being a lot more educated with how to treat it, it won't be as as crazy at it as it is now. So I was reading about the business of fashion and when that when that happens, there's a lot of shifts in the fashion industry that is supposed to happen. Like they're projecting that fast fast fashion won't be as big. You'll have more, yes, bespoke and made to made to order garments because now people are seeing, you know, especially in the pandemic. I would have rather had quality garments that would last me a longer period of time and make that investment versus, you know, fast fashion is cool. It gets the job done. It does what it's supposed to do. It's fast. Um, Versus, you know, fast fashion being so huge now. And, of course, with that being said, of course, you're going to have a lot of e-commerce and a lot of stores kind of kind of filling that kind of feeling that shift. Mm. So, and I feel like with today, especially with social media, every, I don't wanna say, you have some people that are, that are very innovative and they still do some amazing refreshing things with fashion in their personal mm-hmm. style. But I think on a grand scheme of things, the art and the inspiration has almost gotten lost. Like there's, everybody kind of looks the same. It's like the same thing with music. Like like we just said, there's so many of the same type of artists. It's not that it's not art. It's just the same thing.
0: Right. So it's
1: just like, you know, everybody wants the the extra curviness, you know, the big bottoms and the, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, voluptuous shape. But the reality is, back in the day, you know, we, we praise a little bit more of the natural body. So people mm-hmm. adorn the body that made sense for their personal style mm-hmm. and that made sense for their body. So now that everybody's getting the same manufactured body, everybody kinda of wants BDL. to dress the same. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just like Yeah. It's it's I don't wanna say it's a little bland. It did I feel like social media has and something that was supposed to be so mm-hmm. great for us to express individuality mm-hmm. it, it's getting lost a little bit. Everyone looks the same. Yeah.
0: It's like trying to find Waldo.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's what it's like. And I'm like, I know I can't be the only one seeing this at nope. all. Nope. Everybody's wearing a tracksuit. Everybody's win. Yes. The the bike shorts and every whether you put on a hair with it or a dad right. shoe, it's it's literally the same. Even down to your make the makeup looks. Yes everybody has the same makeup look and I get it that's why I'm never really that's the thing with Michelle LeVon we may have some trendy pieces in there but I've mm. never been too crazy about trends trends are dope again mm-hmm. but they, they're very temporary exactly so, but I love a transitional piece I love a piece that transcends time you'll mm. never a, a leather jacket is never, is never gonna go out of style ever, never ever. it's an essential piece Yep. you know what I mean denim behind. will never really go out of style regardless yep. as to the cut the cuts may be a little different but you know a classic jean will never it, it just will never get you a nice crisp button down that'll never go out of style you That's know true. what I mean and you have so much room to play up your personality mm-hmm. with it you know what I mean there's so many endless possibilities to to bring a, uh, to life your garments You know, like that. Yeah. Girl, that's good. That was good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so scenario. Picture this. You're putting an outfit together. What's the process?
1: Ooh. Now, are we talking about designing something or, like, me getting myself dressed in the morning? You... getting yourself dressed. Yes. Mm. Hmm... good that's a good um, scenario I typically dress in my mood okay um which is probably why you guys often always see me with different hair I love it I love it I was gonna make a comment about that
0: I Um, love it I didn't know what hairstyle you were gonna have on (laughs) but I knew it would look good thank you (laughs) um
1: so It depends again. Like I said, it depends on how I feel. If I wake up and I feel eccentric, Mm -hmm. you're gonna get maybe some denim and a bright color lip. Maybe this big hair, some big big bangles, and maybe Mm -hmm. a statement jacket. If I'm feeling a little a little edgy, I'm definitely gonna throw on a biker. I love me some leather pants. That's my look. You know what I mean? But I'm always very, I try to keep it very clean. So like music inspires me and of course my mood. Cause some days you don't feel sexy every day. That's just the reality of it. You don't feel sexy every day. You don't feel chic every day. Some days you wanna be comfortable. And it's just like, and that, and that, and that goes back to the social media thing. Everybody wants to be sexy every day. That's unrealistic, even as women. You don't, you're not gonna sit here and tell me as a woman, you get up and just feel like a siren every day. If you don't even <laughs> want to do that work not every a single day, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's a lot of
0: work. It is. That's it's unrealistic.
1: Beyonce said it, but let's let's be clear. We don't wake up like that every single day. Okay,
0: I wake up like that once a month.
1: <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you know, and it, like I said, that's why I have so many different hairs because I I okay. remember my homegirl Imani. She asked me, "What do you feel sexy and sexiest and mm. like your most feminine with hairstyle? Like, what's your favorite hairstyle?" I was like, "Really? I don't have a favorite hair."
0: <laughs> no, cause you make sure you shuffle it. And that's the an thing that I said, I don't
1: see hair as the way people see hair. Like, a, you know, I mean, of course it's a part of me, but I see right. it as an accessory to the outfit. So my yes. idea of hair is totally different. Like if I was wearing something else, I probably would have wore my short wig. <laughs> uh-huh. If, you know, if I was feeling a little Audrey Hepburnish type of kind of feel, little, you know. Wow, that makes sense. So type of vibe. Yep. And this outfit would have looked different. Like, these pants go all the way down. And I have, like, this little button on today. Mm-hmm. But if I was, like, because I, I thought about wearing the, the the short hair. But then I definitely, I would have kept this top. But I probably would have styled it with maybe, like, a pearl. And had on, like, my ankle shoes. I mean, my ah. ankle pants. And did, like, a cute little flat. That's what I would do with, with that. But I would feel a little bit more... You know this.
0: Casual, I like. I like it. I like you know. it. It's a good look. Thank you. Okay, so last question: What you can give just one word of advice to young fashion designers who are walking around with their their um, sketchbook, going to, going to online school with their sketchbooks, and saying, "I'm gonna design." Align one day. What would be your advice to them?
1: Honestly, do it. There's really no other advice but to do it. Because I spent so much time in my head worrying about, you know, what other people think, what the resources I don't have, I'm not the best at this skill. Like, that's a time killer. Mm-hmm. and as a as a creative and when i see a design in my head i immediately draw it out i have to because i don't want to lose it it's there for a reason i see it in that moment for a reason mm-hmm. and so it's the same thing like even musicians that's why they always have the like songwriters they always have a pad because they write it down right. when it's when it's in that moment so it's like you know, you take your necessary steps of precaution on how you make sure you have your necessary, you know, resources. Like, of course, if you are, good, so are a good sewer, sewing machine, and your fabrics, build those relationships and network. But at the end of the day, don't think too hard about it. Just do it. Wow. Because, I, like I said, I've lost so many years worried about mm-hmm. what I didn't have or if this can go left. Because the reality is... You can fail, but you can also get back up.
0: Yes.
1: You know what I mean? This yes. and well, I'm not the best sketcher and I, I'm not the best sewer. And you have so many fashion houses that we know today, fashion designers that we, huge high end fashion designers that don't sketch. Yep. Some of them don't sew, but they have. There's a this, oh, this, oh, way around any anything just about Indeed. these days, yes. just about anything. So if that's what you desire to do, do it. Just really go for it. Yes. And it took and it's it's always gonna be trial and error. You're never gonna be hundred percent prepared for everything. And the best the best experience is the best teacher. So don't be afraid to to fail at something, because now you can take it as okay. This is what I did wrong. Now you get to see, okay, now I can take it better. I can make it better the next time. This is what I did. Cause I remember my first fashion show, even though I wasn't a designer at the time, at the time I was just kind of getting the feel for a lot of things. And I was kind of um, promoting myself as a stylist. Um, Cause I felt like in order for me to be a good designer or any type of entrepreneur, I needed to work with people already in that field to establish that type of thing. The best leader is usually a be- the best student, right? Right. So, but I had no real experience in creating and hosting events either. That was my oh. first event. And only because, like, you, like I was saying, I didn't see opportunities for, for people like me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you... In the fashion industry, if you didn't go to this school, if you did if you don't know anyone, it's hard for you to get into that door. Right. So what did I do? I was living in a project at the time, a self associate at H and M, but I made it work. Let me tell you something. I created my Sorry. own door and I walked through it. Yes. That's what you gotta do sometimes. I, it. I
0: created I it. an event, sketch my door, and walk through it.
1: And that's what you have to do sometimes. You don't see a mm. lane for yourself, you take inventory of the lanes that's there. Of course, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. You look at the wheel, copy it, and make it yours. But you don't have to. The wheel is already there. You don't see make a lane for yours. yourself, create one. Oh,
0: I love it. That was dynamic. Thank <laughs> you so much.
1: Thank you for Just, having
0: me. Of course. I... <laughs> I was like, I have to get Michelle Devine because <laughs> one day getting her on a podcast is going to be a little bit harder.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you sound like my boyfriend. <laughs> He's I'm like, telling you, I just, like you're gonna get. First of all, he was like, you need to get a car. You need to learn how to drive. And I'm like, why? <laughs> he was like, one, you live in Jersey, and two, with the way things are going, if you continue to be consistent, it's only gonna pick up. You need na- you need to be able to go, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was like, ah. Oh. He was like, getting you to be in this space is gonna be hard. You're gonna be booked, and you gotta be ready. And I'm just like, booked and busy. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. That is the goal. Like I want Michelle Devine to be so much more than just clothes. It's not, you know, like I said, it's the the goal is to be a a, a lifestyle brand. So eventually. I want to have you know of course i want to open up my my first headquarters my first showroom which would be act as the first store the goal for that is to be like appointment only based because there's certain perks i want it to be like a customized experience (laughs) you know offering the wines and the coffees you know food platters like i want it to be that type of that's what we are working on in the coming years I'm already there
0: in my head (laughs) yes like I'm sitting on the chase drinking wine and eating cheese yes
1: and then you know of course I want to eventually have the home and the beauty and you know I do want a vineyard for the wines I own wines eventually have a maybe one or two uh, top notch restaurants like I want to be a lifestyle brand Yes. Yeah. I see it yeah and of course we're gonna it. give back doing so many things like I just have Michelle I just want Michelle Devon to be more than it needs to cater to the people you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah
0: I love it I'm here <laughs> for it thank you again for thank your you. time and of course I just love having friends just like, <laughs> doing what they love. You're doing, yes. you're doing what you're passionate about.
1: I am. I love it. <laughs> and and I'm really excited about this podcast, madam ah, Doing your thing. You. Listen. Wow.
0: That was so much fun. Look, if you guys made it this far, I'm not going to hold you. Stay tuned for another episode with me on Once You Buy
1: Black out.